Hello and what's up, political peeps? I am Marv Kapoor, and I welcome you guys back into the geopolitical for the 41st ever episode and the 15th episode in our second season. Today, we're going to be talking about ancient Egypt. I'm sure you guys have heard about ancient Egypt from either the ancient Egyptian writing system of hieroglyphics, King Tutankhamun or King Tut, the most famous Egyptian pharaoh in all of time, a giant half-lion, half-human statue called the Great Sphinx, mummies, or the Nile River Valley, all of which we will talk about in this episode of The Geopolitical. To begin talking about ancient Egypt, I have to take you back about 6 million years ago to the banks of a 6,437-kilometer-long African river and the main Egyptian artery of modern-day Egypt and ancient Egypt, called the Nile River. The Nile River floods multiple times a year, leaving fertile black land that has been wetened and perfect for farming, which Egyptians called kement, that left Egyptians with a surplus of food. This pattern of flooding also made it very easy for the Egyptians to develop a modern-day 365-day-a-year calendar. This also provided great transportation to the Egyptians, and that's why the main god of Egypt was Hapi, which was the god of the Nile, with, because the Nile was the, what their life was surrounded upon. The Nile and Egypt expanded through 31 dynasties over three major periods. The Old Kingdom, which lasted from 2700 to 2200 BCE, the Middle Kingdom, which lasted from 2100 to 1800 BCE, and the most famous period, the New Kingdom, which lasted from 1500 to 1070 BCE, which included pharaohs such as King Tut. Pharaohs were the most powerful figures in Egypt, and they were treated like gods, and arguably had more power than kings. Anything they said would go immediately, and if you tried to question them, you wouldn't have a good time. Egypt was and has always been divided between Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt. Upper Egypt being in the south, and Lower Egypt being in the north. This happened because the Nile River, because of the higher elevation in the south, flows from south to north to empty in the Mediterranean Sea. The first person to unite Lower Egypt and Upper Egypt was King Mens I. He created Egypt in a normal Egyptian-style dynasty, starting with him at the center being the Atum, or king, followed by a Tefnut and then a Shu. More, uh, a more in-depth Egyptian god family tree can be available in the description box below if you want to see a more in-depth version of this beyond just the Tefnut and the Shu. The capital that King Mens established for his old kingdom, Egypt, was Memphis, which is about 20 kilometers or 12.5 miles south of the modern-day Egyptian capital of Cairo. He also had the Great Pyramids built, specifically the one at Giza, called the Great Pyramid at Giza. This one was a gigantic one that took 20 years to build with 100,000 people and 2 million stones. These pyramids were built to hold dead kings, queens and gods. They were filled with joys in the grand gallery and in the tombs to accompany the kings and queens to their afterlife. During his period, the Great Sphinx was also built, which was a half-lion, half-human statue designed to keep the water from flooding Egypt when the Nile River overflowed. This was built by farmers who couldn't work in the fields during the flooding time. The Middle Kingdom, which was a period after the establishment of the Pyramid of Giza, as well as the Great Sphinx, 
was a slow period in Egyptian history where Egypt slowly expanded into the Kush kingdom in the Nubia region. They also began draining swampland and digging, and digging canals to improve Egyptian efficiency as an ancient country as well. Another major leader in Egyptian history was Tutmose III, who was ruler, but he was supposed to be instated ruler when he was three years old. So his stepmother, Hashiput, ruled for him for about 20 years until 1493 BCE, where he became king and the new kingdom started. His stepmother really was very peaceful and was able to bring ivory and incense to Egypt to trade. Well, Tutmose III wasn't that peaceful. He sent a 20,000 people army to conquer modern day Palestine and Syria to expand Egypt. The next major pharaoh of Egypt was the most famous of all, probably, King Tutankhamun or King Tut. He started ruling at nine years old in 1333 BCE and died at 19 in 1323 BCE. He was buried in an extremely fancy tomb with over 5,000 expensive things for afterlife. He was mummified so his soul could live on, and he was buried in a cold desert so he could preserve. These mummified people led the Egyptians to know a lot about surgery and anatomy. The end of of the New Kingdom was marked in about 1070 BCE when Alexander the Great of Macedonia's Macedonian Empire took over most of Egypt, including the capital of Memphis. The last Egyptian ruler, along with Macedonia, was Cleopatra, who eventually died when the Romans took over in about 30 BCE. Now, we can talk about hieroglyphics, which were the ancient Egyptian writing style. It was essentially picture writing. Only the upper and middle class learned how to describe, but there was something called heretic script, which was the edio version generally used for normal writing. It was first wrote on clay, like many other ancient writing systems, but then the Egyptians invented papyrus, which was a type of paper made from the papyrus plant, and it was no longer growing on the Nile, but it's suspected by scientists that it used to be plentiful along the Nile River beds. The oldest papyrus was spotted apparently from King and Fa- or Pharaoh Kuf, who ruled from about 2575 and 2465 BCE. This type of paper was used in Greece and Rome also, it, and it's built to survive many thousands of years. It was generally built by pressing strips of papyrus stock and pressing them into walls and sticking them together with a natural paste. Normally, they were written in black or red, but very skilled, high-class and upper-class people use white, blue, green, yellow, and orange to write their hieroglyphics. After the Roman invasion of Egypt in around 30 BCE, the Romans remained in Egypt for about 600 years till about 640 AD. After that, Egypt was taken over by Muslim Arabs, and from there... That's no longer considered ancient Egypt, and that's a topic for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Geopolitical. I hope you can go and check out other episodes, including the Mesopotamia history episode, if you found this one interesting. You'll probably find those Mesopotamia Part 1 and Mesopotamia Part 2 very interesting to learn more about Middle Eastern and Arab history. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Peace!